Welcome everyone. I'm here uh, sitting on, on Rob's uh, brown couches with him. And uh, again, the leaf blower is going outside. It's exciting times. Rob, I, I did want to ask you a question. What color would you, you know, say these couches are? I mean, would you say poo color, chocolate color? <laughs> what would you go with? You know, Stu, before we started this podcast, you said, do I mind if you tease me about my couches? But actual fact, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sensitive about these couches and uh, you're hitting on a sore spot here. I think that they are a delightful Swiss chocolate, um, luxurious brown color. Um, that would be my promo take on my wonderful, well-loved couches. All right, Rob, we'll, we'll, um, we'll give you that <laughs> today. Let but it slide. <laughs> cool. Rob, so, um, yeah, what do you have on your mind today? So, Stu, this morning I want to um, bring us to um, underneath the umbrella of talking about parenting through this COVID time, which I know has been very much on everyone's minds. It's been unavoidable. It's been a, a global issue. There's not a single family uh, parent child that hasn't been affected by it and I want us to you know not to be ignorant of that we haven't yet touched on any of the real pressing current issues and this is certainly one of them and so I thought that what we'd do for the next few episodes is to talk about parenting um, you know within times like this these extraordinary times and so, yes, that's really the broad uh, uh, umbrella topic that I want us to look at. And then I've got a few angles on parenting through these times that I'd like us to take. First of all, what I want to say to parents is I want to say truly and sincerely, well done to each and every one of you. I don't think it's been an easy time at all. We've uh, passed the sort of the well over the year mark now. Um, and it's been a real stress and strain for everyone in all sorts of ways home life, school life, um, work life has has been turned on its head. And to be a parent, to keep everyone's bearings, to keep kids going, keep kids happy, um, keep kids learning and growing, through this time has been a tall, tall order. So to each and every parent out there, sincerely, uh, well done for for doing your best to, to keep it all together. It's been tough. I thought to myself, you know, why is it that, that COVID has been so tough? And obviously so there's some very particular and very specific reasons why COVID has been tough for people. There's been some terrible loss and terrible suffering. Uh, but I think even for folk who haven't been personally affected or infected by COVID, you know, for all of us, there's this prevailing sense of threat or danger. Um, I feel like for lots of us and for kids, the kids that I see, it's like the color's been drained out of their world. That's how I see it. It's like the color that they used to isn't there, that the world has been more bland for so many kids. And that's been tough and disorienting for them. And then also I think what's happened for all of us, young and, and old, is that COVID has, I think, hit on pressure points that are there anyway. Pre-existing pressure points, psychological, emotional pressure points that all of us carry some more than others and I think that COVID has actually magnified those so in many ways people ask me you know what have the effects of COVID been on the young folk that I see and I would say that it's been in many respects almost a magnifier if you like of those um, difficult spaces that young people can find themselves in 
Um, and what I want to talk about this morning, particular to that, one of the pressure points that I've come across a few times now with young people has been this issue of what I'm going to call mattering. In other words, do I matter? Do I matter? Um, um, as a young person, um, this in internal sense of worth, this internal sense of, uh, am I good enough? Um, and I think that COVID has hit on that issue a lot. And I really do think it's something that we as parents need to be mindful of and know how to parent our kids through this giving our kids a renewed and rejuvenated sense of, yes, you matter. So that's the topic that I want us to start with today. Thanks, Rob. And uh, yeah, a lot of that, that resonates with me. I think just two quick questions. Uh, one is, so would you say that there, there's been more mental health um, issues or, or problems sort of generally, uh, number one, and then specifically with kids? And then secondly, how important is mattering or, or you know, a kid feeling like they matter? I mean, how, what would you say to those two questions? So I think unfortunately there has been an increase in mental health difficulties, I think worldwide, in fact. Um, oftentimes unreported, but where people do canvas accurately, you can see that there's evidence of that. Um, and then certainly for me anyway as a practitioner, I do feel like young people um, have been put under all kinds of unusual pressures, things that they've not experienced before. And as I say, that that means then that if there are any creaking points or sticking points, those start to become magnified through a time like this. So yes, that, that is the case, unfortunately. Then secondly, as regards mattering, do I matter? You know, Stu, I think it's actually a fundamental thing. I think because we're social creatures, you know, uh, this, this is how we're wired uh, as people, um, to have an internal sense of I matter, um, I think is absolutely vital. And I think without that, really, um, it's very, very difficult for any of us to thrive. Um, so I would say it's a fundamental need. Um, but also, unfortunately, it's something that's actually easy to damage and easy to bruise. And it's very easy for people to start to doubt themselves. And so it's into that sort of territory that I want us to go, because I think COVID has meant that lots of children ask themselves more now than before, do I matter? So then my final question before you get on to that, why haven't you been returning my calls, Rob? Because I thought I mattered to you. <laughs> uh, dear Stu, you know, I'll tell you what, say. After this, there's a lot of love coming your way. I'll make good. Cool, Rob. No, Rob, um, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think uh, mattering, yeah. And I, f I mean, I know for myself even how, how important it is for me to know that I, I actually do matter, um, especially to the people in, that are close in my life. So... So tell us a bit more about that. Yes, Stu, you know, and where this came to mind for me, I mean, I think it's something we all know, at least in an, at an intuitive level. But where it came to mind for me pretty sharply recently was in working with a young guy, you know, a delightful preteen, really a super guy. Um, and what had happened is that he had, you know, uh, started, because COVID has given all of us, young and old, more time to think, more time to reflect, and also interestingly for lots of young people and perhaps even 
old folk like myself, more time to look in that blessed mirror. Oh gosh, I think that can be dangerous. More time to look in the mirror, just that. But more time to think because there's just less in the day, less structure, less shape to the life that we used to. Um, and then, of course, the problem of social media, because for us these days, if we have a lot of time on our hands, then invariably we go to social media. And it was into this kind of trap that this young guy had fallen. So, for starters, his day was less full, less of the afternoon programs that were there previously. Um, he had started being a preteen to be a little bit more body conscious, a little bit more aware of how he looks a bit more aware of, you know, ways he can shape his hair with gel and what have you, but also then becoming caught up into social media. And it's not that I want to this morning say that, you know, gosh, social media is, is the enemy. That's something that we all have to, you know, really frown at and be angry with. It's not that. It's just that we need to be aware that our young folk, our kids, are very likely to have some access to social media and to be aware that it can kick up questions, very deep questions, around do I matter in this world? Is there something about me that's of any value? What can I offer that gives me any kind of worth? What had happened for this young guy is he'd started to watch someone who he started to particularly admire. And I understand that this media personality you know, is quite famous and is getting a lot of likes, I think you call it, a lot of views. Um, all sorts of rave stuff was going on and you know this person was was basically famous and this boy started to again because in the absence of other activity he was starting to feel empty on the inside and started to maybe work on his moves a bit to see if he could do some of the same kind of dance routine to see maybe whether he could maybe rap a few lines see if he could do something that the world out there might say we see that we acknowledge that and what he said to me uh, uh, already struck me. He said, you know, uh, this person that I'm following is really famous. I want to be famous too. I want to be famous too. And then what he went on to say is that, but Rob, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I don't think that I've got what it takes. And with that, he teared up because like all of us, he felt that thudding, ghastly sense of self-doubt that ghastly, anxious, uh, angry space of, I don't have what it takes. And so what he was doing then on a daily basis, sometimes for hours, hours on end, was watching all kinds of, of, of social media, and he was walking away feeling increasingly empty and increasingly like he didn't have a lot of hope. So for me... That was really important, and he was actually getting, getting quite depressed, this preteen. So we needed to do some really important emergency work on this issue of his worth, his intrinsic worth in who he is and what he has to offer the world. Um, and the first thing that I want to say about this is that for parents, make sure that you get a chance to talk to your kids about their appetite for social media. Make sure you get a chance to talk to young people about the impact of social media on them and how does it make them feel. So even as step one, I would say to us as parents, we need to be talking to our kids about their consumption of social media, not to stop it necessarily, but to ask our kids to become intelligent consumers of social media. Yeah, Rob, I think you answered some of what I was going to ask there. 
so I mean, how would you have a conversation with, let's say, this 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 preteen about social media if you were his dad? Well, I've said before that it's always good for us to not be too certain about our children's worlds. And here's a really good place. I mean, I'm I'm 56. Sorry, 57. My word. <laughs> Another year's tick past. So I mean, for me to for me to pretend to know a lot about social media and for me to even be one of those terrible old folk that gets cross with young people for what they like. I don't, I don't want to be that guy, you know, so I don't want to be that person that simply uh, says no or pours water on stuff that young people love. But it's really good for me to be like the clueless old man. So step one for me is to ask young people about social media. They can tell me. And I think they quite like to see how lost I am and, you know, the fact that I don't know the right words to use and, you know, that basically I don't know. Because if I take up that stance of uncertainty that I've spoken about before, it makes, I think, young people more willing to tell me and to teach me about social media. So I think that's a good way to start the conversation is to just talk about social media and what it's like and what they enjoy and what sort of social media they follow. What is their take on social media? Open up the conversation. Would you get them to show it to you and and explain it actually, you know, where it is if you're a dad or a mom? I would. I think it's an excellent thing to do. And I think for us to also show an interest in that side of their lives. I mean, we're not going there today, but even if you take gaming, which I know is another real red topic for lots of parents, I think it's a good thing to say, look, show me how it works. At least give me some working knowledge of this thing that you, you love so much. But back to general social media, definitely I think let them show me, let them see just how lost and clueless I am, and also let me get a, get a sense of or the flavor for just how, how lovely it is because there must be something really nice about it and if I can't taste that then I don't think I can, I can really talk to them about wise ways of consuming it okay that's I mean I think that's really helpful as I think about that and and then Rob from there you know you've obviously now had those conversations with uh, with someone and you've you've engaged with them where do yeah. you go from there yeah 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 so now what i want to say to parents is once we start to talk with our young people about social media again what i'd say is and this can take a bit of time and we must do it ourselves is honestly pay attention to the actual impact that it has because the odd thing about social media is that whilst it's compelling and whilst it's incredibly watchable it doesn't always make us feel good. So let me use myself as an example. For at least the bulk of 2020, I was an avid follower of any kind of news broadcast, the latest detail on COVID-19 and you know, possible vaccines and how were they going and what were the side effects and you know rates of infection and what have you. And I sort of felt like just really a compulsion, I think, to know as much as possible about this risk, which I think is actually hardwired into us. If there's a danger out there, we want to know as much about it as we can. But what I started to realize, you know, this barrage of information was coming at me, is that every time I put my phone down, I actually felt worse. So the next thing I think to do is to actually talk with our kids about paying attention to the impact that it has on us. And quickly to say with this young person, it was important for him to realize that following this particular icon on social media was actually making him feel worse. 
Sure, Rob. That's really interesting stuff and, and really helpful. I mean, I think even for me, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm on social media, not, beca- not necessarily because I want to be on social media, but for a variety of my work that I do and, 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 and a few other things. Yeah, we're running out of time, but, but just to say I have a little, a little app that sets challenges for, for, for our kids. And, and there's, a, there's a long story to that. But one of the, it's, it's supposed to allow the kids to set challenges that are healthy for them. Um, to actually think about in, in the week and one of the challenges was watch something you know like a kids program on tv and then tell dad or mom how you feel afterwards and like what what are the feelings inside of you and i actually saw it to be such a fantastic thing for let's just take caleb as an example my eight-year-old to do because suddenly it made him aware, I think, just of what you are saying. But maybe I'm too excited about this. Um, but is that something of what you, you are talking about? Bingo, Stu. That's exactly it. That's exactly what I'd be looking for. I didn't know there was an app like that. That sounds stunning. But if we can teach our kids to look at themselves, to almost like watch themselves um, from the outside looking in, and then be able to talk with us about that, I think that's an incredible capacity that we're busy building in our kids so that on its own i would say there's something very important about that exercise yes awesome rob well thanks for that rob always great to chat to you and uh, look forward to listening to you again rob great stu